This is episode 51 for Tuesday, June 7th, 2016, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week we'll be covering Style 26C, Belgian Triple. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Sawyer, and together with Chris, Travis, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Well, welcome back, everybody. How y'all doing? It's Trippel. Hi, Triple. Sawyer. Trippel, whatever. <laughs> nice to see you again. Three. Three. <laughs> Triangle. Yeah, welcome Jeez. back, buddy. That's a way to be... What? Welcomed back to the podcast. What? <laughs> He's all happy, like, hey, oh. welcome back, guys. It's Trippel. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's Dick. OCD sample. Wingardium Leviosa. Not, Not Leviosa. Leviosa. <laughs> Wow. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, Sawyer. Hi. I'm just going to talk like this the rest of the time. Nice to see you Anyways, so uh, what, what's new? <laughs> nothing. Uh, same old, same old. I'm going to truck drive for a couple of weeks again. Cool. Excited? No. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I'll catch, no, I'm I'll, I'll catch up on on the episodes, but that's about it. Where do you go when you drive? Yeah. Uh, we I do local stuff. It's uh, Mansfield. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. She's not like going... She's been everywhere, man. To different states and... <laughs> no, 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 no. Sleeping in the... Like in the cab the at the side of the road. Yeah. No. I mean, I have slept on the in the truck before, but I've got a nice bed in there and AC. Talk so, to Marge at the truck stops. Marge? Uh, yeah. No, they're all usually... Large Marge! Marias and... Guadalupe oh. behind the cash register. Yeah, I don't know why, but that would make sense. I just led you into a song, Travis, and you didn't bust out singing. I was oh kind of surprised. I missed it. Oh. Mm-hmm. He's been everywhere, man. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, Travis will slow on the uptake today. Yeah. Uh, it's because I went to two breweries yesterday. Oh, that's right. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Went to two new breweries. Wearing a new Bitter Sister shirt. Yes. <laughs> I'm wearing my shirt. Are you wearing pants too? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, <laughs> he's, he's wearing shorts. wearing shorts. I did go to Bitter Sisters, which is in Addison. Okay. And it was uh, Saturday morning, 11, p- 11 a.m. It was an early one. They have a tap room. Nice. And uh, pretty nice little place. Very low-key. Like, they didn't have any music playing, so it was... Hmm. Kind of awkward, so I put in my headphones so I could tune everybody out. But had a couple flights, tried all eight things that they had. Really, I have nothing bad to say Wait, about you, their beer. You put on headphones? Yeah, I had like little earbuds. You seem like the social type. You yeah. go drink beer and 
share with someone. Oh, heck no. The social butterfly. <laughs> he definitely is. A so- well, at least when he's with us. Flutter, flutter. Yeah. I'm quite happy by myself. Yeah. I can be. Hmm. Yep. Good. That and I had not had anything to drink yet, so I was still ah. in my shell. Yeah. But you don't uh, have a shell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Ninja Turtle there. Yeah, so turtle enough for the turtle club. Went there. They had great beer. They uh, recently had won a gold medal for the um, their Marzen at the World Beer Cup. I think it was last month. So they were repping that, and yeah, it was great. Very cool. How how was that? I noticed they filled up your stout pretty well. Yeah, Uh, there was no space for anything. Russian Imperial (laughs) Stout, no head, all the way to the lip. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what was the ABV on that one? I I didn't look it up. Definitely pretty high. Uh-huh. I could taste it. Mm, could feel it. Mm. It's good. Nice. Yep. So then the other brewery. Yeah, the other one I went just around the corner is like a twelve minute drive to Three Nations, which is in Farmers oh. Branch. They had their one year anniversary. Oh, they're cool. only open once a month. Wow. So I mean, they're still kind of the old school. Uh, open for a tour, pay mm-hmm. ten bucks, get three pints. But I was already feeling pretty tired by then, so I just had one and was like, eh. Okay. I'll go home. Get a free cup. Yeah. Cool. Did I didn't ask for a shirt there. I should have. Because oh. I want to collect a shirt from every DFW brewery. That would be awesome. I'd love to do that too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, my grand total of all my breweries that I have yet to visit is now down to six. Nice. Even so, with the new ones that are opening? Well, they haven't opened yet, so I don't count them. Oh. <laughs> but the ones that are open right now, I have six <laughs> more to visit, and I will have been to all of them in DFW. Nice. That's awesome. So my goal is within reach for now. Cool. cool. Yeah, for now. Yep. Because they're all opening. Well, yeah, all the time. Speaking of new breweries yet to open up, I went to the uh, new main brewing tasting at Cool Keg the other night. Cool. I only had two of their beers because they were switching off kegs. So I had their IPA and then a uh, rye Belgian IPA combo kind of thing. Mm. It's okay. <laughs> the the IPA was more of a a pale ale. And the rye beer was actually pretty good. Very spicy. Um, hmm. Lots of rye right up front. That's good. So Nice. And it was free. I've been talking to them a lot on uh, Twitter because of their social media habits. Yeah. So I had a long conversation with them yesterday and this morning about uh, getting rid of their automated tweet service. Because it just sends out spam all the time. Hmm. And they, I don't think they quite realized what it was sending out because it tweets for them. Oh. Like, hey, thanks for following. If you want the service, click here. <laughs> hey, Cavi, thanks for being a, a good member of our community. If you want the service, click here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like starting mm. to become a little repetitive and obnoxious. Yeah. So sent a message about it. And, and then we had a, a back and forth for a while. And then uh, this morning I got another automated tweet. <laughs> I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, okay, well, how do we shut it off? Like, I don't know. Whatever you signed up for, <laughs> delete it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I bought a shirt from them. Did you? I, I want to be supportive. Nice. Cool. The booster campaign. So, and uh-huh. I was like, no, you know, I'm not mad. I just want you to realize what. What it's doing. Yeah. What the perception is from the outside. Right. Yeah. So yeah. They have a timeline of one year. So. Mm-hmm. To open? To open. Everything. And they don't have a location yet. Well, he, uh, from what they tell me, they are looking either in Pantigo or uh, Dow Worthington Gardens. So uh, I'd be down with that. They said that both cities really, really, really want them. So 
Okay. That's good. Yeah. 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 So if they're uh, able to get the support of the community mm-hmm. and like, you know, if, if the uh, city actually will toss in some stuff or help them out on tax breaks or whatever. Yeah. So whoever's weird. looking to open up a brewery here in DFW, that might be another good place to do it. So, yeah. So quick reminder, uh, there's a temptress tap takeover on the 16th this month at uh cool keg. And I would love to go to that. They'll have all the temptresses there. 16th. Yes. That'll be a Thursday. Okay. Yep. It's uh, Thursday. Interesting. Maybe we need to go. <laughs> anyway well uh thanks so, to our listeners for sticking with us through episode 51 now so that's exciting i hope you you survived episode 50 <laughs> we just barely did i think yeah yeah uh, <laughs> it was uh, definitely interesting and uh kirk definitely helped us out with that one mm-hmm. i don't think we would have been able to do all that no ourselves. no way so, no uh, if you have not yet, please click that subscribe button. Leave us a review. We would appreciate it. Cool. So there we go. We promise all our episodes won't be that long. Yeah, yeah no. Obviously. That was a little excessive, I think. I got up to the part <laughs> where I just burped explosively, so <laughs> I haven't finished the rest yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that one. Out. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that is the only drop that I pulled from the entire episode. I promise. Thanks, thanks for that. Yeah. All so right. much for our... Don't burp in the microphone rule. <laughs> now it's a drop. Eh. Well, so, anyway. Travis, what are we drinking today? Or talking about today? We were talking about the Belgian Trippel, which that is how it's pronounced correctly. Trippel. Three. And triangle. Triple. 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 Not triple. Trip. Yes. Sorry, Sawyer. And it's category triple. 26C. <laughs> Under the head, uh, the parent category 26, which is Trappist Ale. And as we've talked about before, the word Trappist is a protected legal appellation. And so there's only a few genuine monasteries uh, or Trappist brewers that can use that term. But um, they still name this that style because there are other beers that are still made in that style. They're just not called Trappist. So it's a Belgian Trippelle. Or you might see Abbey Trippelle sometimes written on the bottles. Yeah, that's what I got. I think uh, all the examples we have today are not official Trappist ales. Um, we do get several in our area, but we've only got a, a few examples today. Yeah. We did not get 10 examples. No. <laughs> so, like I said, a little excessive. Yeah. We pared it down. Mm-hmm. But we do have some really good stuff. We've got uh, some European examples. We do have some uh, local ones also uh, from Texas and I think one from DFW itself. So that's going to be fun. But uh, what is it exactly? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's a pale, somewhat spicy, dry, strong Trappist ale with a pleasant rounded malt flavor and firm bitterness. Quite aromatic with spicy, fruity, and light alcohol notes combining with a support of clean malt character to produce a surprisingly drinkable beverage considering the high alcohol level. So that's definitely something that we're going to see is that there are um, very aromatic examples and a lot of them will have high alcohol levels. The aromas like we are talking about, should be a complex bouquet with a moderate to significant spiciness, moderate fruity esters, and low alcohol and hop aromas. Generous spicy pepper, sometimes clove-like phenols. So this is an example where phenols are acceptable and a lot of times even um, called for. So that is something we will see as well. Esters, on the other hand, which are different, are also acceptable. Esters are often reminiscent of citrus fruits, such as oranges, but may sometimes have a slight banana character. 
a low yet distinctive spicy floral and sometimes perfumey hop character is usually found. Alcohols are soft, spicy, and low in intensity. Malt character is light with a soft, slightly grainy sweet or slightly honey-like impression. The best examples have a seamless, harmonious interplay between the yeast character, hops, malt, and alcohol. So the yeast is the uh, the big big player in this one. All the uh, the esters and phenols and all the character that you get from the the Belgian yeast strain are very important. So you cannot make a homebrewed example of this without that specific yeast strain. So if you brew a triple and you just or excuse me, triple, <laughs> if you brew a triple <laughs> and you just toss like a, a stock American yeast on there. It, well, it seems like a lot of every every Belgian beer, it's all about the yeast. Yeah, I agree right. with that. I mean, you're talking, you know, the Belgian wit. That's a yeast heavy beer. Um, it just, we had a, a, an, a another Belgian episode, the Double. That was a a very yeast prominent type style. Mm-hmm. Obviously, darker and sweeter than the Trapel, but um, yeah, Belgian anything Belgian's just going to be yeast yeah and it's got that that particular aroma and flavor to it mm-hmm. you know that you can't just find in another yeast that's yeah. not belgian exactly yeah. yeah they're so distinctive and so that's why when you think belgian you think all those yeast characters yeah mm-hmm. absolutely uh the appearance of this one is going to be deep yellow to deep golden color so it's one of the lighter examples of the trappist good clarity and it says the word effervescent and we will see that with a Homebrewed example that we have here as well. Today. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that later. Effervescent, <laughs> long-lasting, creamy, rocky white head, resulting Triangle. characteristic Belgian lace in the glass as it fades. So, uh, many of these are going to be bottle conditioned. So pour carefully, pour slowly, because it's going to foam up like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flavor is going to mirror a lot of things you get in the aroma. Marriage of the spicy, fruity, and alcohol flavors supported by a soft, rounded, grainy sweet malt impression, occasionally with a very light honey note. Low to moderate phenols are peppery in character, so that's acceptable. Esters are reminiscent of citrus fruit and such as orange or sometimes lemon and are low to moderate. A low to moderate spicy hop character is usually found as well. Alcohols are soft, spicy, and low in intensity. Bitterness is typically medium to high from a combination of hop bitterness and yeast-produced phenolics. Substantial carbonation, substantial carbonation, and bitterness lends to a dry finish with moderately bitter aftertaste with a substantial spicy fruity yeast character. The grainy sweet malt flavor does not imply any residual sweetness. Cool. So we're going to see a lot of really neat esters and phenols in this, and uh, looking forward to that for sure comments on this guy high in alcohol but it does not taste strongly of alcohol best examples are sneaky not obvious high carbonation and attenuation helps to bring out many flavors and to increase the perception of a dry finish most trappist versions have at least 30 ibus and are very dry traditionally bottle conditioned or refermented in the bottle so the uh vital statistics Basically, you're looking at uh, ABV 7.5 all the way up to 9.5. And there you have it. All right. Yay, high alcohol. <laughs> Where's your... Uh... Now, um, <sighs> we have... It's hard to run the board and talk at the yeah. same time. <laughs> we have done uh, Belgian Golden Strong Ale. And in the style comparison for the Belgian Triple, it does say may resemble a Belgian Golden Strong Ale, but slightly darker and somewhat fuller bodied. So sometimes the two can get confused. Um, 
especially if you're talking about a non-Trappist brewed version of the beer. Some people might call it Golden Strong Ale, but no, it's an Abbey-style Trappel that's different than the Belgian Golden Strong. Those are two different styles of beer. Very similar, but different enough to where the BJCP decided that they need to be a different category. Okay. So the two can can often get confused. Got it. Um, Anyway, going into some history, uh, we have talked about the history of Trappist beers before in our Double episode, so I think... I went into further depth on that one, so you can re- refer to that one if you want some more information. But basically, this lighter, more alcoholic version became popular around uh, World War II. The term triple comes from the Low Countries, what's now Netherlands and Belgium. The modern origin of tripels lies in Belgium in the 1930s. Westmall, the, uh, what was it called, the Lady of the Sacred Heart, Monk on monk crime. Origins. <laughs> yes, Origins. I'm trying to remember the name of the, the monastery. I think it was Lady of the Sacred Heart in West Mall. Anyway. Uh, yeah, there it is. Lady of the Sacred Heart in the town of West Mall. They brewed uh, what they called super beer. It was a strong ale, very likely based on a beer that they had been brewing sporadically since 1931. In 1956, they renamed it Trapel. And the popularity of that brand ensured the name is still strongly associated with West Mall Brewery. So they're the West Mall is the one that started the whole Trapel scene. Right. Uh, in 1956, the recipe was modified by Brother Thomas, the head brewer of West Mall, by the addition of more hops, and um, that's when they named it Trapel. And this, the recipe that they brew is essentially remained unchanged since. Wow. Basically, the rundown of the of the Trappist breweries is, you know, that they, they basically make everything themselves. They make their own bread. They make their own cheese. Mm. Whenever they're fasting, they live off of the beer that they brew. So they're not eating. They're getting their nutritional value from the beer. So normally mm. that's the, the darker doubles and quads. You know, they have more nutritional value than the mm. lighter beers. But the lighter ones were known as their table beers like the the single or the ankle is a table beer and then the more alcoholic it gets you know that's that goes with the names right so not as not as uh heavy and and alcoholic as a quad but lighter but still pushing that 10 percent range okay so west mall versus east mall (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there you go our quad episode is going to be a lot of fun oh yeah we'll probably do that when it gets colder yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Anything else you want to talk about before we get started on drinking? No. Mm. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take our break and get our beers lined up. Cool. Well, we're going to start off with our commercial example today, which is from a brewery in Canada, eh? Called... Unibrew, U-N-I-B-R-O-U-E, and Uni- I believe Unibrew? that is the correct way to pronounce it. Not uni. Unibrew. Could be unibrew. Unibrow? It's not unibrow, <laughs> and it's not Unibrew. unibrow, because I remember having this conversation with somebody one time, and they corrected me. Unibrow. So I think it's, yeah, unibrew or unibrew. It's better than the brewery. <laughs> which one? I'm sorry, which one? <laughs> the. Which, but which one? Yep. So, Winnie Brew, this is the La Fin du Monde 
which is uh, their Belgian Trebelle that translates to the end of the world. Now, this is an Abbey style, right? Yes. It's not an actual Correct. Trappist. Yep. They are in uh, Chambly, Quebec in Canada. So, obviously, there's a very large French. Uh, French-Canadian. <laughs> yeah, big French-Canadian population. Influence. Influence. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. <laughs> this is 9%, and it is bottle refermented. Wow. Now, I know that we get a bunch of actual Trappist trapels around here. Yes. Did we just decide to not? Nobody picked one up. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, Oops. We get Chimay, but we've never featured them on either of our Trappist episodes. They're mm-hmm. great. We need to do that. I'll we'll uh, have to at least get them on the quad. Yeah, La Trap. Yeah. We did you, not feature. And I've seen all these. I just didn't. Well, I know we did West, West Mall. Mall. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we did, did feature West them. Mall on the uh, Double. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Anyway. So, yeah, I guess on our um, on our quad episode, we're just going to have to go crazy again. It'll be like oh, episode gosh. 75 or oh something. My oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we didn't plan on not actually having a Trappist one. It just kind of <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Um, there got, are there are several of the uh, commercial examples that are not actual Trappist, and this is one of them. All so. right. But so, welcome to the podcast, Unibrow. Yeah. Unibrew. This Unibrew. is... Uh, <laughs> Unibrow? I made my <laughs> own mistake. Unibrow. <laughs> this is pretty hazy. Uh, it's a yellow yeah, color. Bottle condition. Uh, golden, mine mine golden isn't pale. hazy. Mine's tiny, clear. Tiny bubbles. We poured carefully so it didn't foam over. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, smell a lot of um, Belgian yeast character. No, yeah. go figure. Uh, but also some coriander, orange peel kind of mm-hmm. aromas. Very fruit. sweet fruit. Mm-hmm. Not like a bitter fruit, but a sweet. No, it is pretty sweet smelling. I, I would almost say as sweet as chocolate, because uh, I I get what? that sweet of a aroma. When it, I, just, I just get citrus. I don't get any chocolate. No, I get like a sweet <laughs> chocolate. Not not a chocolate, but something as sweet as chocolate. Interesting. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. carbonated, too, yeah. in the mouthfeel. Effervescent. <clears throat> yep. Definitive esters mm-hmm. on the nose. Yeah. Not so much phenols. Like, I don't get any peppery notes or no. clove. Um, not any banana or anything. I get them in the taste. <laughs> I get a little bit of clove in the flavor. I get no, pepper. still no bananas. I get pepper and banana a little bit. Hmm. Just a little bit. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's a lot of like fruit elements and um I would say mm. citrus fruit, orange mm-hmm. peel. Yeah. Um maybe a little bit of like spicy zest. You know, if I try that banana nut bread brown again, maybe I'll try a Belgian yeast instead of a German hef. Might get some more fruit character out of it. I just had that thought. Because hmm. I'm getting a lot of the fruit, you know, citrus and some, maybe a little bit of banana. It's not like up front, but it's definitely, there's a, some fruity sweetness present. Mm-hmm. Very With hints of celery, paprika, lemon peel, bay leaves, and a pinch of cayenne. No. <laughs> Sorry, it, Eddie. Went, and like some crawfish too? No? <laughs> <laughs> Nice try, Eddie. <laughs> I was actually thinking that. <laughs> Thanks for that, Travis. We could have an entire drops episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been saying that. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, it will. One of these days. Anyway, 
Um, what's the ABV on this one? Nine even. It is anybody taste. getting it? Mm. No. I yeah, get no. I get a little bit of heat, but not nine percent. It's very no. well hidden. I can taste it. I've had seven percent. Yeah, beers I've, that I've had, had lower beers that had more alcohol presence than this. Yeah, it's it's towards way towards the end of the taste. If you you know, like, like back of the back of the tongue. No, like drink it and then like put your tongue at the top at the roof of your mouth and just hold it there. You'll taste it. It takes about twenty seconds. <laughs> I still don't get it. You didn't Sorry. hold your tongue there long enough. Yeah, I did. No, that wasn't twenty seconds. You guys are complicated. Yeah, they are. They. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I I think yeah. it exits my like tongue area and goes into my <laughs> esophagus. And and the more that this warms up, I get it even more. Better pounded than. <laughs> yeah, there's your key word there, Eddie. Go, oh, go, gosh. go. Oh. That's Sorry, my mind just went somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need to tattle on myself. Uh oh. Oh, Yeah. So uh, it's 2016, and we, well, Chris and I started drinking beer in 2006. It was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the way they started, we basically realized that there was more to beer than just Bud Light. So we went to the grocery store and got a different six pack every time. Just tried it. And then, like, we would line up the the bottle caps on the windowsill Mm -hmm. in order of how much we liked them. And so when, when the window still got full, we get Travis got a cork board and glued thumbtacks to the back of them. Yeah, that was nice. cool. <laughs> Tell somebody so, to party, knocked it over, and all. The... Oh yeah, jerk! This morning I realized <laughs> that I started high school ten years ago. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and so obviously, um, at the very beginning of our beer tasting career, we didn't know a whole lot. We had heard terms before and words, but. I didn't know how to use them correctly. Mm-hmm. So La Fin de Monde was one of the first craft beers that I had. Uh, we had this in the apartment, so this would have been like 2007. Mm-hmm. And I want to read my original rating. <laughs> These are always entertaining. I said, for this beer, which is the Belgian Trappel style, mm-hmm. my rating reads, very strong IPA taste. <laughs> <laughs> Not as prominent as in standard IPAs, but this Trippel still maintains a lot of hops. Hmm. No. I don't get any hops. Yeah. Sorry, Travis. I think <laughs> what I was confusing hops with was like the intensity of the fruity esters. Right. Um, and like, because they are very prominent. Mm-hmm. Fruit and citrus. Yeah, I get, yeah. That spiciness. From but the the yeah. only other time I'd had that was in an IPA where the hops are very like, acoustic you know punching me and and so i just i think i related that same experience to this beer and that's why i called it an ipa so how long before you did a re-rate and actually use the correct terminology and uh, actually before you do that what what was the number rating you gave it thinking that it would taste like an ipa three out of five really yeah Mm. okay so then how long before the re-rate i did a re-rate in 2011 Oh, this so one is many years after. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I actually knew what I was talking about. Bottle from Central Market. Been meaning to get around to rereading this. That stupid IPA comment has been bugging me forever. 
The spirit appears quite cloudy with a golden color shining through. The head response is very quick, right from the moment of agitation. I try to keep most of the cultured yeast out of it, but I think that is leading to the cloudiness. Roma is very fruity with a spicy clove-like nose and banana. It is pretty spicy, most definitely. It is quite appealing with a grainy backbone. The flavor is spicy as well, with like an earthy ginger flavor. Fruit also comes through on the palate and remains till the finish. There's a bit of alcohol tingle towards the back of the throat with a lingering dryness. There's also a sweetness that has a soft floral touch to it. Alcoholness is 9%, and it can definitely be felt in a warming fashion. Man. Yeah. I like... Definitely. Uh, it's got a lot better. <laughs> my ratings. That's, that's the plan. I get hot. What was your number? What was your number rating? Because the first time it was a three when you said it was an IPA. Three point two was a no, rate. Really? Okay. I wouldn't give it a, a little higher than that. But yeah. this is a pretty dang good beer. Yeah. I like now it. I think I like it's it a lot. Now I think it's a lot better. It's definitely representative of the style. Yeah. Right. Right. I I don't know what type of mood I would. I, I was thinking about this earlier. What kind of mood do I need to be in to sit there and drink something like this it uh, the flavor profile is definitely strong mm. it's this isn't something that i would you know randomly just decide i'm going to order for me I, this is a beer where i would want to sit on the front porch in a rocking chair and watch a, a thunderstorm roll in watch the like lightning. a summer storm yeah, yeah. we're still kind of warm outside yeah yeah you know, at least you got a breeze you know from the storm coming in it feels good that's, yeah, that's what I, I would like to drink. Because this. of the the high alcohol content, I wouldn't say this is a summer beer, mm-hmm. but no, maybe maybe summer night. Yeah, sure. this is not a lawnmower beer. No, definitely mm-hmm. not. It's I mean, not. it can be if you really want it to be, but <laughs> you may not finish mowing the lawn. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't pound this. <laughs> so you just did. So what's your poundability rating? My poundability rating. <laughs> Six. I'm gonna say five. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to like four. It's a great beer, but mm-hmm. it's it's very strong flavor. Yeah. Yes. All of those flavors that are present, which are very prominent, make it difficult to pound. So and the effervescence. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. burns bubbly. Definitely very effervescent, and the 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 spices are the ones that are that keep me back from. You sure, you want to leave yeah. it at a six? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's always a lot higher than yeah, we are. He is. Yep. He just likes to pound stuff. Hey. Giggity. Kung Fu Fu's not paying attention. She's not listening. <laughs> 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 All right. Cool. This is All a good right. beer. I like it a lot. Yeah. Just wouldn't pound it. Good no. pick. All right. What's next? Well, this is the Deep Ellum IPA. <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I've got the uh, Abbey series uh, from oh. Audacity. Uh, it's the Trapel Belgian Style Ale. Uh, it's a limited release, and we got number 374 of uh, 1,400. So, Welcome to the podcast, Audacity. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Good old Denton, Texas. Yeah. So. They are a brew pub, and I didn't know that they have bottles. Yeah. And not only that, it's a bomber, and it has like a little sash around it. Yeah, and a wax, wax seal. Yeah. Thing. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I it's, haven't been there in a few years, but I guess good things are happening. Yeah, I'm, actually, let me read the back to you guys, uh, or should should I do this after we taste it? Because it's gonna let's taste it first, I guess. Okay, I will taste it first, and I'll tell you what's on the back. It's definitely darker than mm. the La Fin du Mont. Yeah, yeah, it is. I want the sash from my microphone setup. Oh, okay, <laughs> you're just like collecting over there, Travis, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, if there's trinkets the that come with a bottle, <laughs> and then the cat toy. Yeah, I'll figure out how to put this on there. <laughs> You know what? I think I'm just going to start gluing all the bottle caps that we 
break off onto my <laughs> microphone <laughs> stand. Yeah, anyway, so cool. this is more of a amber color. Yeah, yeah, darker than the last. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the head isn't too strong in it. It's kind of gone away since. Yeah, we it's kind of sat around. Tiny bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, we already talked about the bottle. Ooh, Dang. Um, it's got a I'm nice. Just getting kind of uh, weird. I'm getting like a fruity, uh, spicy uh, aroma. Yeah, I was gonna it. say spicy, like a pepper. I get spice some in the aroma. Yeah, which yeah, is kind of strange. Citrus. 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 I'm sorry. Citrus. <laughs> And I'm going to try it. Travis, the aroma. I hesitate to say this. Say it. Because there's something else that I hesitated to say also. I know what it is. No, I don't. What is it, Travis? I'm pulling like some nail polish remover. No. Like vinegar. No. I don't at all. Has everyone tasted it yet? Yes. No. no. I have. Okay. I'm, I, I don't like know this. if I'd go as far as nail polish remover, but I am getting something rather pungent okay. in the aroma. Well, in the taste, I get malt, maltiness. Well, more so than the last one. It's it's much sweeter. This is a lot sweeter, which I like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's more more of like a brown sugar sweeter. Yeah, because it is darker. I wouldn't say you know chocolate or roast or toast oh, or anything like no, that. No, but no, no. it's it's, just, it's definitely a like a more caramel sweetness. It's, it's straight up sweet. And the the um, straight up. <laughs> The effervescence is not nearly as a high level no. as the Le Pen du Monde. No, not at all. And yeah. actually, now that we've all tasted it, I'll read what it says on here. Okay. Oh, please. It says, to bring, the, to, bring, to bring this classic <laughs> style to life, English. we started with the finest it's Belgian hard. Vienna malts, candied sugar, and his, historical Belgian yeast. Add a little water, hops, and American ingenu- ingenuity, and you get a beautiful amber gold brew with thick white head. Sweet fruit aromas and flavors reminiscent of pineapple. A sweet, luxurious treat. So, so. when I checked Untapped, I had this one. I was like, I've had this before, and I didn't remember it. But it was at Big Texas Beer Festival this year. And on Untapped, I gave it a 2.5 out of 5, and I'm sticking with that. What? That's weird. Yeah. I gave it a 4.5, and I'm sticking with that. It, I gave to it a 3.5. But to style, it's not... No, not to style. Well, no. But it's a good beer. But, see, the thing is, is... It doesn't have to be completely true to the style because it's brewed here in Texas. That's and everything's not better true. in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Because Sir Carl would call you a homebody. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Uh oh, there he is. Hide. I I don't know. It's just it's not very good. I think it's a great beer. This is great. I love it. Yep. There's something off about it. It's a little sweet. And I like that. I, I, I guess I'm getting too much of that candied sugar. That's what I'm getting, I think. See, I'm getting like a lemony note that would um, makes me think of eucalyptus, like uh, Hall's cough drops. Yeah, I was going to say like tree sap. And, you know, at, at the 10%, I don't taste it. No, I don't, I don't get the alcohol heat. Which I like. And I've rated this one before, and I rated it decently. Like I said, good comments. I liked it. But I don't think the bottle version is the same as what it was on tap as mm. far as flavor. Because I I don't I'm with you, Chris. I don't really like this one as much. Um yeah, it's, it's certainly maybe not, there's something wrong with the bottle? Possibly. Like an infection? It could be. I don't think it, so. I don't I, I, I don't get anything. It's a, get anything it's a fairly new brew pub. 
It doesn't and taste funky. This is the first time I've seen a bottle anywhere, so they could be From just Mondas, yeah. They could be just you know starting out with their bomber series, and um, it's not representative of the Belgian triple style. No, I think it could be all. more. Carbon. I think it's closer to a double. Yeah, I don't think it represents the style either, but it's a good beer. I like it. Yeah, I me gave too. it a four point five, and I'm sticking with it. Yeah, uh, it gives me a good flavor. I do get somewhat of a like that cough drop ish, but like in the back of the throat, and it's just a hint of it, uh, and I kind of like that flavor. So yeah, uh, it's not overbearing for sure, but it, it's it's there. There's a hint of it, and yeah. it's enough to make you think. Mm. You know, and I think <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the style comparison, like I was talking about earlier. The difference between the Tripel and the Belgian Golden Strong is the Tripel can be slightly darker with a fuller mouthfeel, fuller body, a little bit fuller bodied. Yeah. And I think they kind of took, if they read that, and this is me assuming a lot, mm-hmm. they took that and they ran with it and like maybe went a little bit too far. Like I said, this well, is closer to me, in my mind, this is closer to a Double. It's darker, it's got more body to it, it's sweeter, it doesn't have that um, Belgian yeast character way up front like you would expect yeah, and i can't disagree i don't i'm not too familiar with those styles at least not as much as you guys but it i still think it's a good beer yeah i agree that it doesn't represent the style as well as the last one did uh but if they call this a double i'd write it a lot higher and i would you know mm-hmm. I, I think it tastes okay it's fine it's not like something i would go to and, and you know look for it at the bar to order right, it right but i, I don't know my palatability rating. Five. I would say six for this one. I'll go up to an eight. Ooh, I'm going the opposite direction. This is a three for me. Hmm. Hmm. Huh? Actually, you no. Know I'm going to go up nine. Whoa! Seriously? Uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I don't, there's nothing about it that holds me back from pounding it. I'm. I, you know, I'm going to change oh, mine to an eight too. I. I Really, it's real easy drinking, you know. Yeah, I like the sweetness makes it great. Yeah, because it, it's not oversweet and it's not over like it's not effervescent, super effervescent. But the aftertaste uh, is like a bittersweet. I just, but it's good. I, I, I like that bittersweet. Uh, I, I I still get the sweet. I don't want that unless I'm drinking a sour. It's not like a bittersweet sour to me. No, it's uh, not. Man. But I I still get enough of it to where it's a little off putting. It's uh, not for me. Uh, I I, think, I like it. Good job, Audacity. Yeah. I like this beer. Uh, if if this bottle wasn't $9, I'd probably buy another one. But yeah, it's worth the $9 to me. Paying a dollar for each ABV percentage. I like this yep. beer. Me too. Was, hold on. Was that a drop or is that really you? That was really me. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's hard to tell now. I can't. That's the fun part of the updated. I'll just start before. saying it like, I like this beer. But it's, I mean. <laughs> this beer is good. It's a very nice. Das ist sehr gut. That's what they do in the ticket to prevent drops. They have to use their weird voice. Right. Sports. They, like, they have to pronounce things differently. Like pinus. Bottom. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Bottom. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. Pinus. Football ball. So uh, this is uh, the real ale, Devil's Backbone, Belgian-style tripel. In case you're wondering for the correction. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. And this is unfiltered, unpasteurized. And what color is this little bottle? Well, that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> I, You know what? I There's no ABV on here. Wait a minute. Nope. Mm-mm. Not a... Anyways, brown bottle, red and black label. Dark red. Yeah. According to Untapped, this is 8.1%. Cool. Ah. 
There you go. Thank you. See? From Placentia, Texas. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Kirk. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, not really. Blanco. Blanco, yeah. This one, I don't know what it is about this one, but there are a lot of people that I've talked to that aren't like huge into craft beer. You know, mm-hmm. the the regular ABC drinkers that really like this one. Easy as one, two, three. Sorry. Anheuser-Busch Coors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyway, th- See, I, I, I don't know what Bud it is Coors about this Miller. one. Huh? BCM? Yeah, or BMC, Bud Miller Coors. That's what I always heard. Anyway. Meh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my point still stands. There there have been people that I've talked to that really like this one. They they buy it because of the name. They're like, oh, that sounds interesting, and then they really like it. Hmm. So I wonder if this is a more approachable Abbey style. Could be. Let's Chappelle. find out. Got a nice See. yellow color, gold, just yep. like the first one. Clear. clear. Yep, very clear. Yellow. I didn't get much head out of it, so yeah, me not, maybe not as effervescent as the others. It's got about the same aroma. Yeah, it's A little I bit agree. of a spicy, citrusy. Less spicy than citrus. I'm getting a lot of clove. Yeah, I get more phenols out of this one than the other two so yeah, far. definitely. Um, less fruity notes but more on the uh, phenolic side. Not in a bad way, because it, it calls for, the style calls for that. The flavor is alcoholic. Very, yeah. Yeah, I, I get a little bit of alcohol in the flavor, but it's, well, it's just like the flavor. It's very phenolic. Lots of clove, lots of yeast character, but it's also really slick on the tongue. Yeah. Not, not quite, I wouldn't go as far as saying buttery diacetyl, but it's, it's, Definitely slick. I think the feeling. But, I think the buttery slash slick feeling that you're getting is the alcohol, in my opinion. Well, because when you this is not exactly cold, cold it's, enough. It's cold enough. Yeah, I disagree because I like this super cold, and I don't get that when it's super cold. Like I, if it if it had been sitting in the fridge a little longer, I think it would have been perfect. So well, I was get it, it in your car. <laughs> Well, I didn't put it in my fridge until about twelve o'clock today, and then I brought it over oh. here, and then I put it back in your fridge. And I may or may have not put the what? beer in the freezer. I didn't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> because we all know what happened the last time I did that. <laughs> well, I get uh, the sweet, uh, yeasty taste out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that and alcohol, really. I'm, I'm not. I'm still thinking butteriness. I get a little bit of candy sweetness. Mm. Yeah. Like, not over the top. I'm, I think li- Lifesavers, but it's not like a cherry or any kind of specific flavor. It's just a, maybe like a a neutral, sweet, candied sugar. Yeah, Belgian yeah. candied sugar. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I like I also, that idea. I also think that it's a little bit more bitter than the other examples we've had. Let me try that again. Yeah. Maybe that could just be the carbonation, though. Because this one no, is more. No, I'm, I'm getting a definite, definite bitter flavor. Yeah. Really? Not as yeah. smooth. Uh, yeah. Not as clean. It's a little harsher. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree. I just get carbonation. I don't get the bitterness. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this one. It's it's okay, but I I like the other two better. See, I like this one over the audacity. I like the audacity. I mean, if you like the pound beer just to get <laughs> hammered, then this would be a good one. To, like, well, yeah. To go for. And this one's the lowest alcohol percentage of the ones we've had so far. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
Oh, the, yeah, that's uh, right, because the last one was 10. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Yeah, the Audacity was like 10 point something. JK. Yeah, the Audacity didn't taste like a and 10 point something. La no. Fin de was uh, 9. I would definitely, out of these three, the La Fin du Monde would be my favorite so far, as far as style guidelines go. Oh, well, in that case, yeah. But more like guidelines. If if I was just, <laughs> if you asked me to pick between these three without caring what the guidelines are, I'd go with the Audacity. Hmm. So Interesting. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about that. Like You mentioned, you know, Fratto would be the first to say that breweries don't give a rip about the BJCP guidelines. Right. right. They put on the shelf what they think they can sell, and there you go. Well, you know what? He's right, though. Well, yeah, he's absolutely right, 100%. But I mean, a, as a consumer, though, if I'm like, hmm, I feel like having a, you know, German heft today. Okay, well. You're not a normal consumer. Yeah. There's less of well, you. But there's more of me. Okay, so here's what you, know, you do then. Being brewed. Brew two or three different <laughs> beers to style, <laughs> and then brew everything else, like, you know, for fun. Come well, up no, with some crazy things. No, I, I I bought the book Radical Homebrewing to get some crazy ideas, and uh, there's some really crazy things in there. But as a consumer, if I'm like I, I'm in the mood for this kind of beer, you know, knowing the BJCP guidelines, if that's what I'm looking for, then that's what I'm going to order. That's what I'm going to going to want to drink. Yeah. But, but if I'm just like. Oh, I want to try something new. Then no, I'm not going to say, "Oh, they're calling this a Belgian triple." Let me look at the guidelines before I drink it. Right. I don't do that at the bar. Okay. Well, here's the next thing, though. How many BJCP followers out there, or are there out there in comparison to just regular beer drinkers? I would say probably the home brewers. Well, yeah, if but you're that's home brewing not bigger and in competitions, you're going to be concerned about BJCP guidelines, that, right? But that's not bigger than the number of people that just drink beer for the no, heck of it. No, it's not. So you know, those are those. Are, that's a lot of your your revenue right there, right? You know, which is why. But as as what I'm trying to say is, the bigger the craft beer scene gets, I think the more people are going to want to educate themselves, and the first place you go is the BJCP. Sure, and if there's a beer that I've never tried before and I look at the style, then I already have some preconceptions in my mind about what I'm getting. Yeah, exactly. You know, if I'm riding my bike and I, it's the middle of summer, really hot, pull into a bar and I'm like, okay, I just want like something light, like a municalis, and I order a municalis because it says that on the label and then it comes out like an American Amber, well, it's not the same. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like if you order something, you're expecting to get something yeah. within the guidelines, something similar at least. Well, okay, well, yeah. Regardless of whether it's an amazing American Amber, if I'm not getting what I'm, yeah. what I think I'm getting, then I'm, I would feel misled. Well, that's Just like little, going that, back to last week, whenever we were talking about the RAR Winter Warmer, if, yeah, it's a fantastic beer, one of my favorites, but it's not a Winter Warmer. If you were to read the guidelines for a Winter Warmer, that's not what it is. Hmm. Now, knowing that, I'm still going to order it because I like the beer. Well, but no, I'm not going to call it a Winter Warmer. Yeah, you know, see, now you're bringing it up. You're bringing this up two different ways because. They're staying within the style, yes, completely, just doing straight up, like let's say we're doing a blonde, okay? Straight up blonde. But then you've got flavor additives, you know, lime, lemons, those kinds of things. Yeah. That, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. Okay. You know, that's that's the craziness part of it where, you know, where you're doing something different rather than just, hey, let's just have a blonde today. All right. right. Let's make that blonde blow today. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying if I go to a bar and I feel like having a triple and I see that they've got the Audacity triple and then I get what we just drank... I would be like, 
what what is what is this? Well, no, I that's agree with not, that. It's uh, not what I thought I was going to get. Mm. For so me, that's, any, that's all I'm saying. As as a brewery, no, they don't care if they're in the guidelines. No, but as a consumer, I'm looking and I see a beer I've never had before. But that's not a triple L. This is right. You, you, they need to call that something else because it's not right. You know, it's great beer. Maybe it needs a different name. Just say Belgian ale. Yeah, yeah. You can leave it really vague, and nobody's really. It could gonna... almost be a cream ale. It's so sweet. Well... It just needs cream. Anyway, we kind of talked that to yeah. death. Five yeah. pound of. Thank you, Travis. Well, I pounded mine a long time ago. Yeah. So, what's your number? Uh, this is six. Becca, the first one. This I'm gonna, one's higher for me. Six. I'm yeah. gonna say seven. Okay. It's just too bitter for me. There's that, I'm, gonna, bitterness. I'm gonna go with six on this one. Yeah. That. I still like the Le Fin du Monde the best, yeah, but too. this one's a close second so far. Well, hold your thoughts because we're taking a trip to Belgium next. Oh. Before we get started with this one, <laughs> I would like to point out one thing about this bottle we're about to talk about. Okay. Funny looking. It says triple <laughs> on it. And? <laughs> it's tripel. Well, yes. But it says triple. And it says tripel. Right, but it still says triple. All you so. got to do is flip the E and the L. It's real easy to do. Uh, so I'm not completely wrong. <laughs> Thank you very much. It You're also only 85% says 85% wrong. Beere Belge de Abbey, Belgique Abbey Beer. It says Abbey, Abbey, and Abdige. Triple. Yes. <laughs> anyway, tell us about this one, Travis. Yes, like I mentioned, we took a trip to Belgium. And this is the Maritsu, which, welcome to the podcast, Maritsu. Yes. Or... In in Dutch would be Maritsu. Welcome to the podcast, Maritsu. It's not Maritsu. Take that and put it in Google Translate. No, it's not Maritsu. 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 Like like ah. sous chef. Oh, okay. Yes, they are not a. They're not a, a Trappist brewery. Okay. But uh, as Chris discovered, he said it was a traditional Benedictine monastery. Correct. Yeah, so. Well, or is it a brewery or is it a monastery? Maridsu is an abbey, and so this one is brewed in the Benedictine tradition. And when I was researching actual abbey, or sorry, uh, Trappist monk breweries, there were several listed, but Maridsu was not one of them. Um, but abbey beer, when I was reading through it, can be brewed by a non-Trappist monastery, and it says, i.e., Cistercian or Benedictine. Hmm. So it's still an abbey. They're still monks, but they're not Trappist monks. They, so, didn't, they didn't apply for the label. Right. Basically. I guess. Uh. <laughs> so I, I don't know the difference there. I'm not versed in Cistercian and Benedictine versus Trappist monasteries, yeah. but apparently there's a difference. This is owned by Duval Mortgott Company. Duval is a Trappist monastery. And it's also 10%. So have fun with so that. So they're owned by a Trappist monastery, but this one is not brewed by Trappist monks. Oh. <laughs> am, I, am I assuming that correctly? I, I don't is know. Duval a Trappist? I don't yeah. think. I didn't think it was. It's not. Welcome to Brew Styles. More questions than answers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking Orville. My fault. Ah. Uh, <laughs> My fault. I was thinking Orville. Excuse me for Orville. confusing Orville and Duval. Orville and not Redenbacher. Orville Redenbacher. No. Dang it. <laughs> I knew you were where you were going with that. 
I like his popcorn. Sorry, my fault. Yep. So this is the Maritsu Trapel. Yep. It's a nice golden color. It's the closest thing we have to a Trappist here today. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite yellow. It no. is Dark like maybe a... Yeah, I, I might have to eat my words here because this is closer Light to the amber? color that the, the Audacity is. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Definitely very foamy, though. Is this one listed as a commercial example? No. Okay. It is not. So... I get citrusy notes in the aroma. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of esters I get going on with this. Bready notes too. Yeah, maybe just maybe just a little. Just a little sweet, just barely. Bready like cracker. Really? Yeah. I was thinking or, 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 or the potato chip. More like a sour bread. <laughs> Not a potato chip, but definitely some. I just got a potato <laughs> chip. Can you specify what kind of cracker? Like graham cracker or? Well, not, quite like, not quite like a saltine. <laughs> so a graham cracker? No. Oh. Graham cracker's like cinnamon. Like a Ritz cracker? You cinnamon. can just get the cinnamon. Cinnamon? Either way, I get some bready notes. Okay. The aroma on this is probably more like well-rounded than all the other ones. I'm getting a lot of things, but it's not anything that's like punching me. Not, nothing out of balance. No? No, not at all. The mouth feels very effervescent. Flavor is drastically different than what we had before. Hmm. I I get kind of a citrusy mouse mouse feel. Mouth feel. Mouse? Yeah. A citrusy mouth feel. Mouse feel? We don't have mouse feels here. Oh. Sorry. That's a little strange. I'll leave them at home. Okay. Um Yeah, but otherwise, uh Yeah, that it, it is a little effervescent. I think I get even more of the brown sugar sweetness in this one than I did out of the audacity. Really? Yeah, there's I, I it's it's sweet. Very sweet. I'm still getting some of that bready note in the flavor just like I did in the aroma. Yeah, as do I. A lot more bread on this than like uh the yeast characters that we were looking for. And just to clarify, we're saying bread, not brett. Correct. Uh, <laughs> I it's definitely not like the backbone and it's not like the the audacity. Uh it's come somewhere in between mm-hmm. to me it, it doesn't have that bitterness that the devil's backbone had uh, but it's not as sweet as the the audacity see I, well okay yeah i i wouldn't say as sweet as the audacity but it's still one of the sweeter of the four mm, yeah i guess le fin dumont had more of a citrus mm-hmm. uh the backbone was actually relatively tame compared to the others as far and, as sweetness yeah yeah mm-hmm. but i i still think the audacity was the sweetest yeah it definitely was this would come in. Uh, uh, I guess I'd put this in second place, and then the Fin du Monde, and then the Devil's Backbone. And it's on sweetness. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So maybe you know, I haven't drank all four of these now. Maybe I was correct in saying that the Backbone is more of a approachable one in the style, just because it is kind of tame. It's not real punchy. Uh I don't know. I, I I would kind of disagree. I, I would, if I were to give someone this st- this style of beer to try for the first time, I'd probably give them the Fin du Monde. Well, yeah, I um, I think that's the closest to style. Yeah. Well, no, just because it, it it's not super sweet mm-hmm. like the Audacity, and it's not super bitter like the uh, Devil's Backbone. Uh, it's it, it's pretty balanced as far yeah. as those things. So I'd probably start them off with that, um, but. No, 
just depends on what what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I agree. This is, um, I mean, it's it's good, but it's not what I would consider to be representative of the style. And I'm kind of shocked about that. That's why I picked up a Maritsu because uh, it's a well-known name and it's a beer that I've had mm-hmm. many times before. Uh, but I've never had it under the guise of looking at what I'm drinking and comparing it to a specific style, not like I'm doing now. Because I've had this beer before plenty of times. I've had many other Maritsu stuff, and it's a, I mean, like we said, it's a Benedictine uh, brewing abbey, so I expected it to be closer than what it is. Right. Yeah. Right, right. I would be interested to know what you rated it on rate beer. Well, I've got two ratings for this. The original one, I don't have a date for. Origins. Origins. The Origins one I had was imported to rate beer when I did my mass import. So we apparently had this one before March of 09. I don't so know when. in the house. Or you know, like any time before. Mm-hmm. But um, I said, <laughs> light alcohol scent with sweet hints. Nice alcohol tingle with a sour finish. Sour? Mm. <laughs> what beer are you drinking? Maybe you shouldn't have this, read that. This is like super... I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm telling myself this is... Actually, you know what a sour version of this one I think would be fantastic? But that's not... I did a re-rate in November of 2009. So that was not much longer. And this is the last time I rated it. Lovely aroma of dark cherry, grapes, and plum. Dark fruits abound. Nice reddish-orange pour. Taste is grape up front, however, lamed with water. Lamed? That's what I said. What does fin- that mean? Finish? <laughs> beca- Google it. Finish because of this is... Wait. Finish because of this is easy drinking. Oh, because of the water. <laughs> nice dark flavor. I stand by my, my, my original rating. Origins. Just glad to add enriching comments to it. 3.9 <laughs> of 5. That must have been late in the evening. Probably. <laughs> so, I mean... Interesting. Hmm. It's not bad. No. This is a top 50 beer on uh, rape beer, by the way. For the style or just period? For the style. Oh. Hmm. Well, um, interesting. It's not a bad beer. Still like the Lafendumon the best. <laughs> yeah. Five pound. Uh, Four. Oh, my God. Six. <laughs> I'm going to stay between five and six, maybe five and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go with five on this one. Four for me. Maybe, yeah, I'm changing my mind. Four and a half. Yeah. Four. It's a little hot now as it starts to warm up. Yeah. That's why I found them. 10%, man. And I'm getting a lot more Belgian candy character out of it as it warms also. Okay. Like, Hmm. a lot. I don't like warm beer (laughs) at all. Some beers are supposed to be warm. I'm drunk. (laughs) No, I'm not drunk. For you once, could, you couldn't see that. How Sawyer are you? Not very. You're not Sawyer. No. No. How Sawyer are you, drunk? I'm sorry, Sawyer. <laughs> he hasn't had any Coors Light today, so nope. that's that's probably why. Anyway, all right. So we're gonna move on and go in a little. Di- what? What? All right. Well, thanks for that, Travis. You're welcome. Oh, I thought that was a drop. <laughs> <laughs> No, was it I didn't Sawyer? Really Sawyer was going boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. You? Okay, that's all that's saying. I thought that was a drop for a second. Anyway, moving on. Travis, don't hit any more. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Uh, we're going to go in a little bit different direction here. Kind of go back to what we did last week. This is going to be a barrel-aged Trappist. <sighs> Trappel. 
the white wine barrel aged freaky deaky from Oak Highlands Brewery. This is the one you bought today. Yes. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, Oak Highlands. Yeah, have yeah. yeah. from Dallas Fort Worth. I do like the their naming convention on their beers. Mm-hmm. It's pretty yeah. entertaining. Pretty cool. Names. Um, they've got the All Good Kolsch, Derelict IPA, DF Dub, German Hef, Golden Mustache. <laughs> I don't know. This is just kind of interesting. Yeah. I like their names. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so this is the Freaky Deaky. Um, the description on the website doesn't say a whole lot. Just says Belgian Trappel style ale, light in color with brewed. Uh, sorry, light in color and brewed with a larger amount of American hops than a traditional Trappel. Ten percent ABV, forty six IBU. That's the the regular one. So I don't know the differences number wise yeah, for the white barrel wine aged. barrel aged. Yeah, but straight off the bat, pouring it, the aroma. It's definitely different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Silver um, bottle. Well, it's a stainless keg growler thing. Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> stainless keg growler. And it's 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 silver. Yeah. Sil- I'm sorry. Silver. Yeah. I bought this one from Cool Keg uh, this morning. Shout out to Cool wow. Keg. So they have it on <laughs> tap there. And our friend Zach was bartending. Our friend Zach. Which one is that one? The one that was there when we did our podcast. The skinny guy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, cloudy, golden colored. Yeah. Purple. Uh, I definitely purple. get the wine in the aroma. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, wine yeah. or, or barrel. Ooh. The the vanilla that you get from the barrel. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna, present. I'm gonna, hold my, I'm gonna hold my comment for a little bit. Until Woody after notes we, for sure. Until everything. Yeah. Lots of wood. Yeah. Ooh. I actually get like a cigarette butt kind of aroma, and it's probably the woodiness. But it's, I don't get cigarette butt. I get cigarette butt. I want butt. to point out that he said earlier, I'm going to withhold my comment. Until, well, everybody and already then, commented. And then he immediately said, I get cigarette hey, butt. Has everyone tasted it? No, yeah. no, no one has tasted okay. it. I didn't say that in the taste. I got that in the aroma. Well, in so. my taste, I get coconut, like pina colada coconut yeah there's there's a definite fruity sweetness going on that's different from like banana yeah or clove or you know whatever do you like pina coladas i love pina coladas and making love in the rain, in the rain. yes <laughs> i've no, i've never done <laughs> or that making love after midnight it's well, all done that it's all about it's all in the song oh <laughs> just not in the rain and getting getting caught in the rain Get, there yeah, you getting go getting it's funny what that song's actually about. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go as far as pina colada, but there's definitely a, a sweetness there. Well, I'm saying yeah. pina colada. Yeah, I get I get sweetness, but not pina colada. Um, Are we okay. not at the tasting part yet? Are we just sniffing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for sniffing. <laughs> I do see what you're saying, though, Sawyer. Right? Mm. Right? Right on. <laughs> right on. Right on. It's Are we not in the 90s again. Yeah, man. It's not bitter. Yo, yo. It doesn't have a wine beater, bitterness. Bitterness. Wine beater. Be- yeah, well, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't have a wine beater. <laughs> I think you mean to say egg beater. No, it doesn't beater. have a wine bitterness. Uh, but it's um, <laughs> it's a little bit bitter. It's a little bitter. I don't know. It's not it's nearly just, as just bitter barely. as the Maritz. No, 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 not at all. It's just barely. I get just a tiny hint of bitterness. Which is strange because they say more American hops, but I don't get a hop character. It's just 
course, right. that's that's the regular one. This one's mm-hmm. the the white wine barrel, and it's like way over the top white wine barrel. I, I don't get right. any hops. No, at all. I just get the coconut. <laughs> coconut. I just get the nuts. Mm. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sample, why are you so serious? He just gets the nuts. I like Never pie. mind. We're moving on. <laughs> I like pie. <laughs> I like pie. I like pie. Coconut pie. Uh, anyway, poundability. What are we drinking? I don't really know. Oh, what? the Oak Islands. Yeah. Freaky deaky. It's, freaky. it's funny. to Bruce Styles. My, my high school band director would say freaky deaky all the time. That's yeah. freaky deaky, man. Yeah. All right, so compare the uh, the woody notes, which is obviously from the white wine barrels, to the original one. Origin. Yes, with all the uh, the Belgian Chappelle notes. Can you pull those two things apart? No, not no. in this one. Mm-mm. All I get is the white wine barrel. Me too. It is a little uh, over the top. We should have had this one last week. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> or we could have the the regular version of Freaky Deaky this week. Yeah, but that's that's not what Cool Keg had. But because somewhere yeah. didn't. Hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, my poundability definitely different. I uh, my poundability is a three. Yeah, the white wine barrel kind of totally. I'm not going to say destroys, but alters this beer. It it just makes it harder to drink. It's not a harmonious balance. No, it's not. Not at all. No. So I'm going to go with a three also. Yeah, sorry you got a nine, he said. No. He just said it. It's on recording. No, I I said Rewind 15 seconds, listen again. You said two or three. What did I say, three? I go with a four. Three. Three three and a half. Yeah. Five. Wow. Eddie's actually in the same ballpark as us this time. No, these last couple ones have been. Oh! Travis, two point five. It's hard. Low ball right there. It, yeah, it's the woody stuff. The woodiness yeah. is hard to pound. You don't like, like wood? wood? No. <laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, okay, we do actually have a homebrew example of oh, this yeah. one. All right, which we'll. <sighs> talk about let me tell you all about it so our homebrew example is actually my homebrew and i brewed this in may of 2014 so it is two years old uh-huh. it's gonna be a <laughs> oh my god <laughs> don't know what that's from but anyway um this is also the only beer that i've ever tried to bottle oh and I had no idea what I was doing. But I read that this beer needed a conditioning yeast. So when I bottled and I added my priming sugar, I also repitched in my, each bottle? my yeast. No, in the bottling bucket. Jesus. Oh. So I put my priming sugar in and repitched. I'll talk about what yeast I did that in a minute. Anyway, so the bottle started exploding so i put them in the fridge actually correction my wife put them in the fridge because i wasn't at home when the first bottle popped she was in the kitchen she heard a pop they were all in a box and the the dog started licking the box and she's like the dog's licking your beer box and i was like oh crap <laughs> put them in the fridge as fast as possible 
Had I known that those were all about to explode, I would not have told her to move all the bottles into the fridge because of Travis's experience with yeah. exploding bottles. That could have been bad. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. there's a legitimate safety concern for real. I have dis- disformed figures. Yeah, I notice how disformed fingers. weird your figures look. Disfigured <laughs> form. Disfigured fingers. You got a weird stuff. figure there. <laughs> My stuff is messed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway, a <laughs> so I don't bottle anymore um, because screw that. That's okay. So I put in a keg, I carb it, and then I bottle it from the keg. That's how I do it, and I've had pretty successful results with that. Anyway, so let's get on to the recipe. Um, this was a small batch, a three-gallon batch that I brewed. 90-minute boil, six pounds of Pilsner, one pound of Carapils, half a pound of Munich, 10 Lava Bond, and then one pound of Belgian candy sugar, uh, the clear blonde version. And if I remember correctly, I believe this was my very first all-grain beer that I ever brewed. Wow. So two Man. years ago, very first all-grain. And I didn't know this until after the fact. The very first beer my dad ever brewed ever was a Belgian triple. Oh. So we've got that in common. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Anyway, so hops. Uh, 0.75 ounce of Santium at 90 minutes and then another 0.25 ounce of Santium at 15 I don't even know that I remember what Santium is. I've never heard of that. Uh, Or not that I remember. Apparently, I used it two years ago and never used it since. Sounds like an X-Men metal. (laughs) (laughs) Santium. Yeah. I got Santium in my bones. (laughs) Anyway, so then I fermented with the Y-East Trappist High Gravity. And then, like I said before, I re-pitched into the bottling bucket with Belgian Abbey 2 by Y-East. And it became very, very effervescent. It's still a nice effervescent beer. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Travis. All right. So it's it's had its time to calm down a little bit. We can drink it now. Yeah. It's still a little cloudy. Yeah. Mine's pretty clear. Well, uh, it was when I when I pulled it out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> when I pulled it out of the fridge, it was very clear. But as soon as I opened it and the the convection started happening in the bottle from the foaming, yeah, all the agitated the, it. the yeast and yeah. everything just kind of came back up. So, yeah. for some reason, the words "rabbit hole" are floating in mine. <laughs> <laughs> and and blue bonnet brew off the glass you're drinking out of 2015. But anyway. <laughs> As per our homebrew examples where we actually have a personal homebrew, I will keep my mouth shut while you guys tell me about my beer. I like it. It it, it, <laughs> it It's a little different as it warms up, though. I will say that. Like, yeah. I, I like these beers really cold. Um, yeah, I guess you let it sit for 10 minutes too long because it is pretty warm. I get a huge but, yeasty note on the aroma. Yeah, yeah. it's just like yeast and bread, and it comes from more. It comes through even more as it gets hotter. Yeah, it's it's like a bakery, and so that that covers up any of the uh, the yeast characteristics that you're looking for, like the esters and and uh, phenols. Yeah, uh-huh. it's kind of. I know I have been there before because I've had this several times, but yeah. I I kind of get like a citrusy, peppery kind of aroma out of it. Well, that's yeah, good. I I yeah. do get a lot of pepper out of it, which and and heat. 
and it's only seven point three percent from my brew log. My OG was second. What? I don't believe that for a second. Well, okay, so let me clarify. My OG was ten seventy two, and my FG was ten sixteen before I repitched in the bottling bucket. So. Did, did the only say, number I have to go from is seven point three. I like Travis said. I don't believe that for a second. I'm sure it's higher than that, but yeah. that's what I ended up with on my measurements. What kind of sugar did you use in it? Other that's, than the pitching sugar, he had a pound of uh, candied sugar. Yeah, the Belgian candied. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, plus my my mash that I did, and I, since that was my first all grain, don't ask me what my efficiency was. What was I your efficiency? Couldn't tell you. That was two years ago, before I even yeah. knew what efficiency was. I'm right. sorry, what's your efficiency? Uh, eh. I was expecting to be like... <laughs> <laughs> that it. works, too. Thanks. Um, either way, I don't know. You know, it's not a bad, it's not a bad taste. No. I actually yeah. like it. And it's, it's good beer. Um, the flavor's decent. I wish it was drinkable and not it, foaming and lose half the beer when you open it. Yeah. What? Well, After you lose the foam. Half Fast of it. growing Half head. of What? Fast growing head. Uh, <laughs> Truth. I don't even remember saying that. Well, you did. <laughs> Apparently so. Um, it just, no, when you open it, you have to let it sit and foam for five minutes or so before you get half of a beer out of it. Yeah, well, yeah. So, it, you know, I, I want to brew this one again and not bottle it, and I'm sure it would be yeah. just fine. If I can find Santium hops, because I don't know what that is. Yeah. Either way, there's your homebrew example. Oh, cool. Be it cool. as it may. Yeah, man. Good job. Don't forget to check into it on Tapped. Already did. It's a Trappist. Yeah. <laughs> the Shoots has one that's called It's a Trappist. Don't be confused. Oh, there's actually quite a few out there that are called It's a Trappist. Well, mine is the one with Admiral Akbar holding the goblet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eddie, go ahead and read our closing. Thank you for joining us on our latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic of discussion was the Belgian Triple. Next week, we'll celebrate our 52nd episode. A year of beer deserves an anniversary of celebration. Our one-year anniversary is next. And don't forget it, or else you'll be sleeping on the couch. Cheers till then. (laughs) 